the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. What's the word? Gaslight? People tell you what the opposite of what you've actually seen. Is that, is that the, the working definition of gaslighting? We've been, that's, what, uh, that's what we live through. Donald Trump was called divisive, among other things, for four years. Dictator, divisive. We've had no dictator or divisive president in my lifetime. Indeed, I think in the, uh, probably since Lincoln, I guess you could say Lincoln was divisive because he fought the South, but uh, it was a good divisiveness. But we've had nothing like uh, Biden. I can't, I, I periodically call him President Biden, but and if he walked into a room, I would stand up because I honor the presidency. But he's a disgrace to it. Man's a mean man, in case you didn't pick up on that. If you don't pick up on that, it means you don't have good antennae for meanness or you're mean. There, Those are the two possibilities. Of course, you could say the same. People do. Oh, if you don't pick up on what a lowlife Donald Trump is, then you don't have good antennae or you're... Uh, you're unaware, or you're, or you're a low life. I guess that's. I guess that that would be the rejoinder of somebody on the left. But uh, I don't know anybody on the right who went around saying that he was a fine human being. What we said was he did a fantastic job for this country, best president in my lifetime, without question. In terms of what good he did. Is he personally mean? I don't know. I, I have heard from when I went to the Trump Hotel and spoke to uh, waiters there, they would tell me how much he asked about their families when he came in. And uh, this was a, a black man in particular that I talked to, and he was uh, a, a Democrat. He said he was uh, quite surprised how sweet uh, the president was. But anyway, the, the, the fact that Joe Biden is a crook and a liar is not the primary problem. It, it's what is that he's a demagogue as president. You're either for Jefferson Davis or you're for this or for this bill. I'm going to play you. If it's really critical, take you five minutes of your life. You owe it to the country to watch this video. Hans von Spakovsky, 
of the Heritage Foundation made a video uh, for a PragerU on this on the voting rights bill. So I'm going to play it for you because you need to know the evil that is involved in in calling what the Republicans are doing voter suppression. Here goes. There are a lot of partisan political issues out there, but election integrity shouldn't be one of them. What could be more basic to the very concept of representative government than having citizens trust that an election, whether it be for president or dog catcher, was fairly won or fairly lost? Yet in the recent past, this issue has become very contentious. For purposes of our discussion here, let's put aside any feelings we might have regarding a specific election. Here's the conflict. One side is primarily concerned that all votes are legitimately cast. That is, each vote can be traced to the person voting. The other side is primarily concerned that as many people as possible have the opportunity to vote. Now, a very obvious question arises. Why are these two concerns incompatible? Well, the answer is they are not. We should be able to both verify a vote. What happened here? Uh, guys, do you know anything? You know what Voters happened? and make it easy to vote at the same time. Yes, even in politics, it should be possible to walk and chew gum simultaneously. Let's look to see how Georgia, where there's been much controversy over voting, has addressed this issue. First concern, voter ID. The recent Georgia voter reform law requires voters to provide an ID to receive an absentee ballot. Since 2008, the state has required a voter to show a government-issued photo ID when he or she votes in person. To require the same level of security for absentee voting seems to make perfect sense. In fact, one wonders why this wasn't addressed sooner. There's simply no good evidence that possessing an ID presents a hardship to voting. Have you ever met anyone who didn't have an ID? Anyone? When a federal judge threw out the ACLU-led lawsuit against Georgia's in-person voter ID law, he noted that in two years of litigation, the challengers could not produce a single resident of the state unable to vote because of the new ID requirement. But wait, as they say in TV ads, there's more. The new law says you can satisfy the voter ID requirement with a copy of a current utility bill, bank statement, government check, paycheck, or other government document that shows the name and address of the would-be voter. It's worth noting that the language on voter IDs for absentee ballots is identical to the language in the federal Help America Vote Act of 2002, which passed the U.S. Senate by a vote of 92 to 2. The yes votes included then-Senator Joe Biden of Delaware. Let's move on to the second concern, making voting easy. The charge against Georgia's new voting law is that it prohibits voters from access to water while they wait in line. One has to admit that sounds harsh. But if we dig a little deeper, we find that like most other states, Georgia prohibits electioneering within 150 feet of a polling place or within 25 feet of any voters waiting in line to vote. The new law simply added that within such distances, no one can give, offer to give, or participate in the giving of any money or gift, including, but not limited to, food and drink to any elector. In other words, a candidate, his supporters, or an activist group can't show up at a polling place with a truckload of Happy Meals 
and start handing them out to voters standing in line. The clear intent here is to prevent operatives from any party from unduly influencing voters with money or gifts, including food and drink. The idea that Georgia is somehow doing something nefarious by preventing gift-giving at the polls is, to put it mildly, bizarre, especially considering that this is a standard practice, as it should be, in most other states, including New York and New Jersey. By the way, the law says it's okay for poll officials to make self-service water from an unattended receptacle available to an elector waiting in line. And of course, you can bring a bottle of water with you if you're worried that you're going to die of thirst waiting to vote. But wait, there's more. The state added additional weekend voting days for those who want to vote early. To call these reforms the new Jim Crow, as some have done, or an example of voter suppression is simply not true. In fact, it's so far from the truth, it makes one wonder about the accuser's motives. But more than anything, it is an insult to the people who really did suffer under restrictive voting laws of the past. But those days are long gone, and the numbers prove it. Georgia has seen record levels of voter registration and turnout in recent elections, including 2020. That includes blacks and Hispanics, and that's been the trend for a decade. Anybody who wants to vote can vote. Introducing a few safeguards to build confidence that only legal votes are cast and counted just seems to make common sense. So why all the controversy? I'm Hans von Spakovsky, Senior Legal Fellow at the Heritage Foundation for Prager University. uh, That's it. That's what uh, that's what makes you uh, Bull Connor, the uh, was it the sheriff or the, the police chief who s- set dogs on demonstrators for civil rights. So it makes you Jefferson Davis, the leader of the Confederacy. If you want voter ID, the demagoguery is is despicable <clears throat> but I, I my my assumption is fewer and fewer Americans or let me put it this way more and more Americans are catching on to the evil of the Democratic Party and the left I will be reading to you this show from of all places Politico of a a woman on the left in San Francisco who who has gone through self-examination and realized that the Democratic Party is bad. And it came, in her case, from the hurting, the deliberate hurting of children. We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio.
Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. And the the terrible part of what of two terrible parts of what the Democrats are doing, morally terrible. One is if you believe in voter ID and s- s- common sense things like that, you're for Jim Crow 2.0. And the other is the national takeover of elections. It will be taken out of the hands of states. Here's a general rule. The more centralized power is, the more corruption in a society and the less freedom in a society. There is no exception to that rule on earth. That is why Britain left the European Union, because Brussels had too much power. This country was not set up to have the federal government run what the states can run. This is an attempt at suppressing liberty. If that's not obvious to you, it is because you believe in a larger and larger and larger and larger central government that is no longer the United States. It's just America. All right. Park Ridge, Illinois. Bob, hello. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. I have to say, Mr. Prager, you know, for a long time you've said you're agnostic about whether or not the election was stolen from Donald Trump, and 14 months after Election Day, you still somehow don't seem willing to accept the fact that he just lost. And as, as long as you continue to accommodate Trump's endless lies about vote fraud, it is impossible for me to take you seriously when you claim to be an advocate for election integrity and an, an opponent of demagoguery. Okay, I'm sorry you can't take me seriously. I am. I've broadcast for 40 years. I've earned a reputation for being a serious thinker. If you if you know how much was done by Democrats uh, prior to the election, that $400 million was given by Mark Zuckerberg to influence the election alone, how much was done in this country by the media in particular to support the election of Joe Biden, how many forces were arraigned, and you find that acceptable, means that we differ. Uh, uh, you're not speaking to my point. What I said was 14 months later, there is zero evidence of the fraud that Trump right. claims. So you don't have any I, evidence either. I never, say, I never said that I believed that he was not elected. I said that there are too many anomalies to say without question that he was elected. I never, did, I never said that President Biden is not the president. What do you want me to do? What would you like me to do? Well, Grovel before you and say, "Gee, the fact—the no. fact that every uh, what is it, nineteen counties that are swing counties that determine elections, eighteen went for Donald Trump. Gee, what an anomaly! Gee, it's the first time in history okay, that a that a sitting president got more votes than he did the first time and lost. Gee, it's just a coincidence. I find these things to be worthy of respect. I treat Biden as president." I never said otherwise. I condemned the January 6th events as they took place. What would you but, like me to do? But saying, but saying it's an anomaly still doesn't prove any fraud. You're right. 
That's correct. So you and I agree. Isn't that shocking? It must shock you. You're right. It doesn't so prove fraud, nor did I ever said, nor did I ever say that so it when, did. So when Trump continues to claim that there was massive fraud 14 months later with no evidence, he's lying, right? No. He's not lying, but because, as I said, I'm agnostic, but I don't, I don't what? claim what he claims. That is correct. I do how not can, claim the certitude. Person, so how can a person who claims to advocate for the truth continue to say they are agnostic on a subject when, they're, when 14 months have passed with because, zero evidence to support right, the lie? Because in, in, there are many cases where there's a crime that took place. There is no proof. But there is such overwhelming circumstantial evidence that you, you're agnostic. You just don't know who did it. There's no DNA. There's no photograph of a guy shooting somebody or stabbing somebody. It's like that. I think the Democrats... Okay, but, uh, let me ask you a question. Do you think okay. it would be... Do you think that Donald Trump is a fascist? I, I, not exactly. Okay, the Democrats do. There's no Democrat in Congress that has not said that Donald Trump is a fascist. Have you condemned that? Wait, I'm sorry, say that again? Have you condemned the universal calling of Donald Trump a fascist and dictator among Democrats? You probably didn't. I do not think... Okay, fine. I I reject the assertion... I reject your assertion that Democrats are unanimously calling you Donald do? Trump a fascist. Okay, then I, I do you know a single Democrat, and I'm not trying to trap you, I'm trying to make a point here that the questions you pose to me could be posed to you. But more important than that, whether or not there is a single Democrat who has not called Donald Trump a fascist or a dictator, is this. Since the overwhelming majority believe that, and if you believed that, would you think it was immoral to cheat in the election? If you were a vote counter, would you say it's immoral to stop a fascist from being president? I see no evidence that happened. Okay, you're not. I, I we've we've talked about the evidence, and I have agreed with you. So let me just ask okay. you. Since, Can I ask you a no, question? No, no, no. Let me make my point because you didn't answer my question. So I'll answer my question. I would cheat to stop a fascist from being president. In other words, given the fact that every Democrat I know of in in office believes that stopping Donald Trump from being reelected is to prevent a dictator and a fascist from taking over, any opportunity any of them would have to cheat, I think they would take. And if they didn't, they are totally inconsistent with their moral values. To stop a fascist, you cheat. I would. Okay, but we don't convict people of crimes. You're right. Nobody's convicted. That's correct. We convict people. We we assess criminality based on evidence, not not the. That, that's right. I said. I said to you. I said there's no proof. I said to you, but there was so much circumstantial okay. evidence, and the and the and the way you get to get there was corrupt. Look, I gave you a lot of time. I appreciate the civility with which you spoke. What can I say? I, I, I don't know what happened on Election Day. There, and since no judge has even allowed for the presentation of evidence, it's impossible to say there's no evidence. How, if there's no trial, if there's no public accommodation to the idea that there might have been corruption, how do I know there's no proof? 
I, I think it would have been a service to the country, truly a service to the country now and for the foreseeable future to have had those who claim proof to show it in court. We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. Thank you for calling. The the argument that there was no evidence, and I or no proof that was the argument. No no proof. Is uh, the statement is true? I do I do not have proof of, of fraudulent election results in the last election. I have vast numbers of anomalies that I'd like addressed. When you have anomalies, and you have moral intent, it's a powerful combination. There is no reason a Democrat who thinks that Donald Trump was a fascist or a dictator, there is no reason, there's no justification not to cheat. As I've said over and over, I would. If I thought I would prevent a fascist from being president of the United States by cheating, of course I would cheat. There are, everything in life has moral gradations. It, it, wouldn't it have been nice if, if German vote counters in 1932 had cheated? Right? Uh, I mean, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't say he's a fascist, but I'll do nothing to stop him from being elected. Nothing illegal. Illegal is not the same as immoral. Right? I mean, that's obvious. It was illegal to hide a Jew, but it was moral to hide a Jew during the Holocaust. So, uh, legality and morality are not identical. They're frequently uh, in opposition. The, the, the laws against the unvaccinated are, are, ille- are legal, but they're immoral, and they're not, they're not science-based. I will read to you from a major epidemiologist in Israel who has condemned the entire uh, health apparatus. It's a gutsy thing to do. He's at Tel Aviv University. That's the, uh, the most, uh, they, that and, and uh, Hebrew University, the two most prestigious universities of Israel, which is a center of intellectual growth, as you know. So many inventions come out of Israel. I think they have more patents than any country but the United States. And it's a country of, uh, what is it? How many people live there? Six million? Seven million? So uh, it's 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 serious. By the way, there was no proof that the uh, that the Trump Russia collusion story was a, was a lie. We didn't have proof. Yet for two years we were lied to by the media. The media lie on behalf of the left. That's all they do. That is their job. 
is to lie on behalf of the left. If they could tell the truth on behalf of the left, they do that too. They don't only lie, but they will lie regularly, like they did the Russia collusion story, and lost no left-wing readers or viewers. It's an amazing thing. They don't care. The giveaway, the, it was a great moment in American history when Justice Sonia Sotomayor made up the statistic of 100,000 children in hospitals for COVID. How could she say that? Because she's an ignoramus. Most people on the left are ignoramuses. She is, she's a Supreme Court justice and doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. They make up things. Russia collusion was made up. Donald Trump is a dictator, is made up. The man was president four years. How was he a dictator? He got a chance to be a dictator. How come he wasn't? It's one thing to say he will be a dictator in 2016. It's quite another to say he was a dictator after 2020. Really? How so? Because they will say anything about anyone whom they oppose. Anything. When I go to colleges, there's almost always there are almost always demonstrators against my appearance there. What I try to do is actually uh, talk to them. And uh, I, I even had, do you know, this, this is an hour I should replay. I conducted the Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra uh, three, uh, three and a half years ago at the, Disney, at the Disney Concert Hall. I conducted a Haydn Symphony. It's a sort of uh, avocation of mine to conduct. And I'm deeply lucky that I get to. So Santa Monica is a left-wing city. It's not a liberal city. And here I am, big conservative, who also knows music, going to conduct. By the way, I raised enough money, I didn't take a nickel, and I raised enough money that night to fill their entire annual budget. Yet the, the former mayor of Santa Monica said he, no one should attend the concert. It was better for him to crush his orchestra than have people listen to Dennis Prager conduct. There, it's a scorched earth policy. They'll destroy anything that, that, that they want. So I am going to tell you what a professor said about me, and then I challenged him on this. It's important stuff. When I uh, conducted uh, the Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra, seven members of the orchestra refused to play for uh, this bigot, Dennis Prager. And one of them was a professor at UCLA. Shock, isn't it? Shock. So I actually, as I've told you, I, uh, I will debate any prominent leftist, but they refuse to debate me or Larry Elder or, or anybody else on the left. They, the left doesn't debate. I don't blame them. They lose every debate because they don't have a clue what we say. They don't hear us, read us, see us, study under us, or anything. 
We know everything they say. They know nothing we say. I have a debate. There's a, it's a rare. I, there's a debate of uh, a San Francisco synagogue a few years ago. I debated a left-wing Jew. I'm a Jew. So it was a, a, an intra-Jewish debate. So you could watch it. It's on uh, Dennis Prager, San Francisco synagogue. I don't remember the man's name. It's not important. They don't, they don't debate. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. offered Jake Tapper to debate because Tapper dismissed him, I don't know, with the usual crackpot and so on. So if the guy's a crackpot, why don't you show him up on a public debate? And so look at what a crackpot he is. They don't debate. So anyway, I, this uh, one of the professors who said that I was a bigot, and he wouldn't play the violin for a bigot, I invited him on my show for an hour, a whole hour. And I began with, I know me better than you know me, but maybe you know me better than I know me. Why do you say I'm a bigot? And then if you listen to that hour, you will understand how empty, how shallow leftist rhetoric is. As a professor at UCLA, I was so gentle. You know who wasn't gentle? Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla heard it because I'm honored. Adam Carolla listens to my show every day. And Adam heard this hour and eviscerated this professor on his show. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I choke up. So that's uh, just a lesson to to be learned here. I want to read to you from a professor. I'm, I have two major things to read to you. You know what? I'll do the professor afterwards. The Israeli professor. I'll just give you a hint now. This is sort of a trailer. Professor Ehud Kimron is the head of the Department of Microbiology and Immunology. Okay? Does that qualify? Dennis Prager is not a scientist. But this man is at Tel Aviv University, one of the leading Israeli immunologists. And he wrote an open letter to the Israeli, in fact, the global management of the coronavirus epidemic. And this is how it begins. Ministry of Health, it's time to admit failure. I guess I'll continue. It's It's too important. In the end, the truth will always be revealed, and the truth about the coronavirus policy is beginning to be revealed. When the destructive concepts collapse one by one, there is nothing left but to tell the experts who led the management of the pandemic, we told you so. Two years late, you finally realize that a respiratory virus cannot be defeated, and that any such attempt is doomed to fail. See, I didn't realize that. But that's why we don't have a cure for the cold. There's no vaccine for the cold. There's no cure for the cold. The whole thing was doomed to failure, says the head of microbiology and immunology at one of the leading universities on earth, Tel Aviv University. You do not admit it because you have admitted almost no mistake in the last two years. 
But in retrospect, it is clear that you have failed miserably in almost all of your actions, and even the media is already having a hard time covering your shame. Boy, talk about a guy who's going to make enemies. This is guts. Remember I did an hour? Only outliers do good. Some outliers do bad, but only outliers do good. Most humans, sweet as they may be, are sheep. And that certainly includes people in science. They get a degree in herd-like thinking and cowardice when they graduate medical school. And graduate law school and graduate any, any graduate school. But I, I, I now realize that immor, immoral apathy, herd-like thinking is a characteristic of the medical profession and the scientists of our Western world as much as any other group. This man is a giant. I'd love to to have him on. Maybe I'll... uh, I I could interview him in Hebrew and we could have simultaneous translation. That's how much I want him on. You have admitted almost no mistake, but in retrospect... It is clear. Okay, I read that. You refuse to admit that the infection comes in waves that fade by themselves. Despite years of observations and scientific knowledge, you insisted on attributing every decline of a wave solely to your actions. And so through false propaganda, quote, you overcame the plague, unquote. And again, you defeated it and again and again and again. You refuse to admit that mass testing is ineffective despite your own contingency plans explicitly stating so. You refuse to admit that recovery is more protective than a vaccine. That's right. It doesn't matter to the liars at the CDC if you've had COVID or not. You are better protected or at least as good protected, I believe now, better protected. That's what this major scientist writes. You refuse to admit that recovery is more protective than a vaccine, despite previous knowledge and observations showing that non-recovered vaccinated people are more likely to be infected than recovered people. i got to put this up. Follow the science is another lie of the left. They don't follow the science. They don't give a damn about science. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. By the way, I see some calls like uh, Dan and Hopkins says, it's frustrating to hear you, Dennis, say there is no evidence of voter fraud. I never said no evidence. I said no proof. It's a very big difference. I think there's, there's a lot of evidence. I don't think there's proof. That's what that has to be established, generally speaking, in, in a court of law. No, and as I said, no judge has heard it because they have no guts. Courage is the rarest of the human traits. Have you ever heard me say that? And it has never been clearer. You know, when I when I tell you the failure, the utter abject failure of the medical profession in the last two years, the sheep-like behavior of most doctors. The lie they believe that ivermectin is is a horse dewormer and that's its primary purpose, and it, that it that it even has danger, and they went along with the F- FDA on this, 
one of the safest drugs in the world, and deprived people of any therapeutic, any therapeutic. Go home, get rest, and if you get worse, go to the hospital, and maybe you'll need a respirator. Or we'll give you remdesivir, which as one nurse told me has a nickname in hospitals, death is near. That's what doctors have done. There are exceptions. If your doctor is an exception, you're a fortunate human being. Anyway, I did not say there's no evidence. So I, I, my position will not satisfy a lot of people, and, and I respect that fact. Won't, won't, it didn't satisfy my caller from the left and my, my colleagues and supporters on the right who want me to say, I know for a fact that, that Joe Biden cheated his way into the election. I won't say it. I don't know it for a fact. I am, an, I am agnostic to this day, however, because of the overwhelming anomalies of this election. As I said, there may not be proof that the guy murdered somebody, but the circumstantial evidence is enormous. That's it. Evidence is not the same as proof. I, I would love to see it done in a court, adjudicated. Back to this, uh, the head of microbiology and immunology at Tel Aviv University, an utter condemnatory letter of the Israeli authorities. As I said to you from the beginning, my two favorite countries have been an utter disappointment to me, Israel and the United States. Israel even more than the United States. Even conservatives in Israel went along. It was under Netanyahu, a conservative that these lockdowns, like in America, took place, that kids didn't go to school. Israel's been an abject failure on this issue, as has every country but Sweden. But there is one difference. We have massive pro-liberty, pro-science. In this case, science and liberty coincide. I had covid Why am I not allowed into a place just like the vaccinated is? That is not science. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 